Ultimately, under the enterprise bargaining system, a strike is like a check-off play. This is not the fault of the strikers, who are left with no option but to take industrial action because of the failure of their employer. This process is scripted where all the moves of the unionists are blocked. Every move that a worker makes, teaching, walking across the university, marking online essays, climbing stairs to the library, sitting at her desk, falling in a chair, exhausted, getting down on bended knee, every movement falls under the term blocking, in theatre speak. Yet nothing new happens in this play. University of Queensland management is Uncle Vanya. They've spent 600 days in negotiations with the union. But in the EBA process, the bosses are holding out. There is no offer from them. This despite UQ having big reserves. This may surprise you. UQ lost income during the pandemic, but did not have to reach into its reserves. The enterprise bargaining process with the university administration is led by Provost Professor Aidan Byrne. His resume is that of a nuclear physicist. After the rally in the Great Court, I asked to speak with this man, this provost, which equals the head of certain university colleges, especially in Oxford or Cambridge-type universities. Now, it is at least 40 years since the University of Queensland departed from the Oxford model, despite all the sandstone that suggests otherwise. I was informed by security at the front door of the JD Story Building that the professor was not accepting any queries from the media, and he ordered that doors be locked. Who am I, a Chinese spy? It was not that I really wished to hear the university's side of the dispute. Why? I had worked at the same university from 1967 to 1977, and was a student there from 69 till 75, when I received a Bachelor of Science. I knew the university to be a conservative place. They even stooped so low to give an honorary doctorate of laws to the undemocratic and corrupt Premier of Queensland, Joannes Bjelke-Peterson. For some reason, the Beatty Labour government in the 1990s gave Joe a state funeral. Despite the corruption, his government's genocidal treatment of Aboriginal people, his declaration that the day of the political street march was over, his mining and export of the deadly and dangerous uranium, his denial of sex education in schools, the list of injuries to the people of Queensland is endless. Back to the strike. The ghosts of the past were upon us. The first rally I attended in the Great Court was in 1970 during the Vietnam War moratorium. One of the major concerns of the staff present at the strike was the precariousness of casual employment at the University of Queensland. At the back of the rally, I could see a woman standing defiantly, holding up what looked like a photograph or a diary, a photo diary. I do not know her story, but there was something in her defiant manner and the pictures that she held up that told me there was a tragedy behind job insecurity at the University of Queensland. So there it is, 4PR Voice of the People. Let's have a listen to some of the speeches given outside the JD Story Building by students and staff at the university.
Hey comrades, I'm not in the NTU, but I am an education student with Aaron. Fantastic work with EdSoc the last few years. And I've been impacted by the understaffing of tutors in several courses. And so I want to speak about a parallel issue which is affecting the education sector, which is the understaffing in schools as well. So there is a big trend with cutting not just pay, but also staff, where the department has given a budget and said, here's your money, and you've got to fill all your staff from this. So it's an understaffing issue, and it's an underpay issue. Shame! Shame! And us education students are really worried that we're about to go into a field where teachers are overworked, not paid appropriately, and, un and underpaid and understaffed. And this is affecting the education of the next generation of Australians, young people today who are going through high school and primary school, just like we here are going through tertiary education as well. It's an exactly parallel issue. So I just want to raise some awareness about that and say that we need to think long term as well. There are more, this struggle is continuing on into the future and it's going to affect future generations. So we need to see more staff, we need to see expanded budgets and we need to see proper pay for proper work. Good day. Hi, my name is Jacinto. Some of you might remember me from the last rally. Everyone hearing this alright? Yep. Alright, so I'm up here today just to talk about some of my own experiences and talk some of the problems that I also think about that we should also mention today. I've been, uh, this will be my fifth year at UQ. Uh, probably five years too long at this point, uh, <laughs> seeing everything fall apart. It's a damn shame to see what's happened to this university since 2019, and it's a damn shame to, to hear of how this university had already fallen since the, since the decades before I even arrived here. When I first came here as a history student, we had quite a few courses, and yet I always noticed when I went walked around Central Library how many books covered courses that no longer existed. Most of Central Library Level 4, I don't have any courses to even touch most of several hundred years of history. Shame. It is an absolute shame that a university that used to pride itself on an entire faculty or an entire department of history no longer teaches in any of it. Shame. Shame. Furthermore, as someone who has had family in the university system for years, I think it's a damn shame that about the graduate system that always pushes professors who take pride in their work, they care about their work, to then just suffer as bureaucrats that have to get the universities more money and not care about their actual work that they work for years to get a position on. Shame. Furthermore, I think it's a damn shame, first, that the whole situation with UQS and student accommodation in general, not only is rent heights absolutely horrible, even worse in my opinion is what goes on on the managerial side. The management is horrible. They refuse to pay their RAs properly. They don't even train them properly. Last year they only did the fire drill in UQ Red in semester two. Shame! Fire drills weren't even installed properly. The building wasn't even up to code. It doesn't have stones. It has loads of things. And yet it's still charging an expected rate that's probably, probably you'd be worth off going to a college, despite that being overpriced as fuck. <laughs> it's bloody ridiculous. And when RAs go to complain, they get fired. They Shame. get accused of things. They bring in a brand new crap just to make it look good, and they don't listen to their RAs' actual good ideas to make the students that live there happy. They bring in ideas that make more students come there. That is all they care about, is the money, the money, and the money. 
It is ridiculous of what the standard that this university has dropped to, despite being supposedly the top, one of the top in the country and the top of the state. It is ridiculous. So I'd like to say that thank you for everyone for coming, and I hope that we can continue fighting against basically an absolute broken system on every level. Legislation needs to be done. Here, here. <laughs> 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 <laughs>